If you think about it for a second, there's got to be some people in your life that may not be dragging you down, but are they really holding you up? Today, we go into it. It's tough. It's a tough one. Uh, and I'm not really this person who's like, eliminate all your friends and, you know, that's your key to success. Like, that's not me, man. Um, I just think there's B players in your life. And if you had a few more A players just to balance it out, um, they may rub off on you, right? Because the B players rub off on you as well. So in this episode, I'm diving into it. We had part one last week. So if you missed it, go back to last week's episode for part one video version on YouTube, by the way, for this one. Uh, this is from pulled from the podcast with my friend Darren Lee, and I'm diving into basically how to live the life, your ideal life, and not have to work for somebody else. So, all right, if that interests you, then let's dive in today. All right, let's get it. Is that in the consulting service space, if you ever want to do an agency or whatever, you're always capped at time, right? So you can only you only have so many hours in a day fucking like molly may if you're not familiar with her you only have 24 hours in a day but basically you so you, you're capped on time but also on that you need to do so much input there's always intro calls you need to do the work whatever so moving to that digital product and creating a digital product that sits on the internet and sits there is the next happy medium for someone to engage someone to buy something that you can quote unquote wake up in the morning and have money in your bank account which yep. is awesome that is actually the the best approach that it takes a little bit more skill because you need to essentially be able to sell the product before you even you need, you need to sell it on its own without, without you trying to sell it and for us the best part of being able to sell something is face-to-face interaction also on yeah. a call having to understand people's pain points uh the problem statement and being able to solve it the thing with this is that a digital product is really good for something like a podcast whereby you can't get your agency package of $5,000. In that case, a course for 150, 200 that does a specific thing mm. is seems like a good happy medium. It's hard to get an, it's hard to get something that's completely correct though, like fine-tuned for that problem statement. So it's a bit more difficult. Yep. In, a, in, a, in a careers context, it seems difficult to be able to even hypothesize what sort of digital product someone would get because a careers uh, a, a career like experience is very personalized, right? And I'll give you a good a good analogy. Fitness plans or fitness coaches will obviously do like, you know, plans, whatever. Now those coaches I had recorded with a guy during the week was telling me that they could have 100 clients. Man, all they're doing is changing fucking numbers in the Excel sh- uh, spreadsheet for macros, right? But you'll see some of them come out with, um, you know, ebooks or some shit like this. Those products usually perform really poorly because people are looking for a personal experience versus a random thing on the Well, internet. they don't want to do the work, too. That's the thing. It, exactly. They need someone to hold their hand for it. Yeah, exactly. So this is a challenge when you're making something that's completely digital, I have been thinking about a few things and I do have a few things even 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 kind of scoping out at the moment. Um, but it's going to be hard to get really people behind it unless you're able to get your face in front of them first, I suppose. Also, if we're if you're not going to make five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars on it, it, it's not going to like it's not going to be worth it to sell five for a hundred bucks. Right. Like it's just not yeah. going to be feasible. Like that's why I don't have a course about podcasting because there's 40 free ones. I, I think most of them are terrible 
And I think you can't get something once again, so personalized from a course, but I took a LinkedIn course for a hundred bucks and LinkedIn's personalized, but I killed it. Like I took the yeah. advice and it worked. So it's not like it can't happen, but yeah, that's for the same reason. I'm not going to start a, do a podcast course because I'll sell 10 of them. I'll make a thousand bucks. I'd rather make 50,000. Like I don't want to do it until I can literally look at it and be like, this is how many I'm going to sell. Like within a pretty determined range. Like we would, you have, you want, you have to match both. You, you want, you have a, a thing that's like, I wish we could teach people to do this, but it's like, okay, now it's not specialized enough. So now let's teach video editors how to monetize or whatever. You'd have to go zoom in a little bit more, but then it's like, are you only going to sell 10 to your initial network? It's like, all right, now yeah. we're running ads. Now we have a whole new business and it's taken up all their time. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where like you apply the principles that you're already following. You know, like once again, I'm not going to go make a course because I'm only going to make a thousand bucks. I'd rather yeah. do it when I can make five thousand, ten thousand. And I'm trading one hour of time for I'll get ROI 10x, 20x, 30x, you know? Yeah. And that's a lot of, um, that's, 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 that's maturity. That's kind of business maturity. I mean, think mm -hmm. about it though. Like as I'm not sure if you're familiar with Hormozy, Alex Hormozy and his book, a hundred million dollar offer. Um, the game, that's his podcast, dude, you'll love this guy. You'll, you'll, you'll consume all of his stuff. If I put you on, um, he's like the biggest thing when you're building is saying no, is not jumping on that opportunity that we think is cool on this podcast right now. And yeah. just doing what we're already doing. Like if we just put that energy into our podcast coaching or whatever it is, or our show or our podcast. Or our like, podcast, yeah. And, I, and, and I've done the same thing, dude. I've dedicated this time to make these clips and they're popping off. Like popping off for me is two, five, 10,000 views in the first hour. And then another 5,000 in the next three weeks after that. Like that, I've got to that point now, but only because I've dedicated now it's I've been making clips for three years and they're finally starting to gain traction. It's like we're not going to I'm going to start a new thing, you know, but that's really my big thing. Like I have a lot of rules and so do you like you don't do things on a whim like this is cool. Mm -hmm. I think in like four years making, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 K a month, 50 K a month. Let's go 100 K a month. Who cares? But then once we once we can do four hour fucking work week, bro, then we'll make some cool shit like this where it's like mm -hmm. we're literally dump 30 K in ads and make, a, you know. That's why, like, I think when you're not necessarily saying on the fucking climb, but when you're definitely in the mindset of like growing things or building things, you see the different opportunities and it's easy to get caught up in them. But you need to go back to the basics as they like, and I thought this with this earlier was like, what is driving the most traction for me from a career aspect, from a podcast aspect? And it's all around my podcast, you know? Mm -hmm. And I've gone like super deep, man, on uh, on videos as well, like as in youtube editing youtube videos like Every i do both day, I dude, you're so consistent too i really appreciate it nice one man but basically i just fucking i, lo I love it though like i actually i really enjoy youtube and i really enjoy like my podcast and now like my sponsors are, are you know behind it you know so yep. i have a really good sponsor uh who just take care of everything you know they're very helpful they're, they're are, you down, really are you down to service. talk about like details about that yeah well yeah most of it so like I basically mean, like like how it's set up so like is it a commission is it a monthly yeah yeah, yeah. Fee so how or? about how it works is like there's a there's a fee so you'll get a, a monthly like it's like a salary let's say so you just get a, month, a flat fee just for plus, the ad on your podcast exactly got it plus, plus a commission so commission Perfect. on sales but man like like it's funny because not on my scale but let's say you're a fitness influencer or whatever if you're a fitness influencer and you're let's say you're with a like gym share you know that brand they'll pay someone like say 40k a year okay and then they'll hit them with a commission and because those influencers are huge 
they could earn up to man 100k a month. Mm-hmm. And that's not and a fucking joke. They do, bro. And they do. They, yeah, do. they do. They do, man. It's crazy. The likes of like Steve Cook, you know, all those original guys, yeah. So, like, when they do like a sale for my protein, whatever the fuck it is. Um, so, that's the scalability aspect. Now, obviously, I am 0.1% at that, at that stage. But what I'm trying to say is that even at my stage, I can see that grow. And I said it to my girlfriend, I was like, you know, um, to be fair, I've had a good couple of months with YouTube. Uh, I will say that. But let's say I'm averaging like 400,000 impressions a month. Okay. With that, I just thought in my head, imagine I multiply about that by 10. Imagine if it was 4 million a month impressions, right? Imagine how much money you can make off advertising, off sales, off, off, different, off your services, right? So this is what I'm trying to say to, to people is that like in the beginning, when you look at your ad revenue and it's like fucking 8 cent a month, you're like, oh, I might just give up and go back to my job. But it's like, if you just stick in it long enough, That'll, that'll take off, you know, and you don't need to just be fully, fully focused on that too. So, you know, we kind of looked at like saying no to other opportunities and that's very important. But for me, like I obviously have a background in tech, so I'm not like an engineer, but I have a good understanding of UX, UI, product development, startups, like how to build things, like how to work with people. So I do kind of like romanticize like building my own tech startup, but it doesn't have to be like this super grungy 50 employee vibe. It can mm. just be a SaaS product. It can just be the likes of StreamYard that we're streaming off today. Yeah. Uh, $9, $27, $37 for, uh, for our membership. We get a build. My cost me like 10 k to build it, 20 k to build it. And then from that point on, unit, unit economics man kicks in. We just need more people to get on, get on, get on. And then at that point then, it, it's operating pretty well. You know? So I'm kind of thinking like that. I'm thinking mm-hmm. like maybe there's a software solution that I can do. And I've been thinking about different things, man. I've been thinking about one for podcast management i've been thinking about a few different ideas um i've been speaking to a couple of guys but as well speaking with tristan pellegrino uh greg gives me a lot of time yeah you met him yesterday no i messaged him i just talked to him him. yeah yeah he's a he's a lovely dude but he gives me a lot of good time as well but we're just kind of discussing different things you know and teasing it out he used to be a software engineer for ibm um but yeah where i'm going with this point is that look you can go as hard as you want what you're doing uh and just make bank off that like that's the benefit of fucking youtube man you can literally make money off anything i have a perfect example i have a guy who i talked to maybe two years ago he said i have this podcast it's an equipment rental podcast how do i monetize it he's like i can even i can he's like i have a few options i can monetize the listeners i can monetize the guests or i can monetize the sponsors he's like which one should i do i said all three like, I'm like, dude, I don't really know. Honestly, I've like, I've, I remember the call and I didn't have a good game plan for him. Like, I didn't have like, you should do this. Then this is that. I'm like, you're just in a great position. Like, just so you know, no podcasters in this position, like the 1% of the 1% of the 1% of podcasters are in this position. And I talked to him six weeks ago, two months ago, he's making, um, tens of thousands of dollars a month from the podcast was able to quit his day job um in that industry to now be the host of the podcast people are flying them to different places and that's all i'll say because i don't know how much he wants out there but basically he's has he's like quadrupled his income and he's doing it from a thing that he created in this one industry so his voice yeah with his voice literally in some equipment and now he literally has the sponsors who pay to be in front of the listeners 
and there's listeners who pay to be at guests because they sell to the sponsors. So it's dude, it's literally like a genius ecosystem of the show. My, uh, sorry, sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you. Go no, ahead. you're good. Basically, what I was saying there was, uh, I have a friend um, who will stay anonymous for the story, but basically, he kicked off like this fucking NFT page, right? When NFT started. And he got like a flashy name for it, whatever. The page went from like zero followers to 250K. Okay. I uh, just blew up. And the reason why it blew up is because guys would come to them with their art. Obviously, the art looks fucking sick. It's like 3D visuals and stuff. And say, hey, can you just post this on the page? Whatever. And he was a guy at Grant. And then people start paying to post on Instagram. So he's getting paid to essentially just post on fucking Instagram and these guys are paying, man, they could be paying anything. They could be paying at very least a 500 or a thousand euro a post. And then they're getting like 30,000 likes or whatever the equivalent is. And then he was thinking of starting a podcast around it. And then he was speaking to me about it. And I was like, oh, you need to get this microphone and stuff. And he was like, no, 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 no. He was like, someone is going to pay me to be the host of his podcast. And then people will pay to be on the podcast. So we have a host who's, paying to be there we also have guests that are paying we'll have a fucking advertisers who will advertise on it this is like this is like this is like monetization inception and then they're gonna put up fucking posts on instagram to get paid for as well i was like man dude. you're you're gonna make like oh, they're gonna make like, you're gonna make like 200k a year and that. you know what he did that a lot of people aren't doing he picked something and he stuck with it and he didn't change what he was doing right nfts perfect timing he had timing, he had the concept, and he executed. Like, that's it, right? If you did it on, hey, this is a Web3 podcast about everything Web3, <laughs> you're fucking shot, dude. You're done. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, it's he went into, same thing with my friend on his podcast. He said, this. they said, how much for a sponsorship? He goes, 3K? Okay, no problem. Next company comes in. How much for the sponsorship? He goes, 6k they go yep no problem how much for the sponsorship 10k yep no problem and he's running ads to all the people so he's like here's what i'm running ads on linkedin to 90 you know 60 percent of them click on it so like that's part of the reach too like it's not just the podcast it's also his email list and also the linkedin ads that he runs like that he designed all by himself but once again in this specific industry. So like even for us, right? The course, like my course would be freelancing for wedding videographers, how to monetize that business or whatever, right? Like if I knew how to do that um, or in my case, DJing, right? Like like how to monetize DJing for corporate events, right? Like zoomed in, the zoomed in stuff because once again, back to the earlier point, you become the person. This NFT guy, is the person now there's a lot of other people in nfts but nobody is nobody's him and nobody has that leverage and nobody has that brand and so you want to be the person because then the web three people who aren't even in nfts will go to this guy and want and pay him as much as he asks for exactly and he'll end up doing some fucking consulting man he was flown around to like abu dhabi he was flown all around the world um and that yeah, is awesome. and think too. Justin is a perfect Justin Yen. You're familiar with him, right? Uh, uh, college declassified. declassified oh yes, college. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 same thing, dude. Built his built it off TikTok. 
just figured out tick. He's like, I'm just going to figure out TikToks. Figured out LinkedIn. Okay, cool. I can figure out TikToks. One of the biggest college podcasts in the world. It's it's the bar stool of actual educational college content. And mm-hmm. instead of entertain pure entertainment, it's like, dude, this this model has been is be, being done and replicated, you know? Yeah. And then that's what it gets into uh, the kind of area and kind of goal setting and even just kind of setting targets. Like I actually had a consulting call with someone recently, a coaching call. We we're going on about how like not setting like limiting beliefs that like, you know, you're from where the fuck are you from? Like fucking Alabama. I'm joking. New, New Jersey. <laughs> some shit. Hey, man, wait. I'm not from New Alabama. No, I'm from uh, New Jersey. I'm from the New border. Jersey. of. I'm on New, in New Jersey on the border of Pennsylvania. All right. So we were just kind of, so you come from like a small town. I actually do originally oh, yeah. too. And like, you know, there's obviously that small town mentality. Like, you know, you know, you should be just go to school, get a job, happy days, whatever. But breaking out of that mold and really trying to like fucking push on and trying to just get there is, is all well and good in practice. Like to say this is fine. Mm-hmm. but to actually do it is another story. And the guy that I'm working with at the moment, like he's very young, making a lot of money in sales, like, like a lot, he's making probably more money than I am to be honest. But basically uh, he, he was saying that like, it's, he feels bad because he's making more money than his parents already, like 24 years old, 25 years old. And I was like, man, this is when you literally put the foot down and fucking push on keep pushing on and try and make like 500k in five years mm-hmm. you know a year that's what you should be trying to do versus saying oh i'm in a great position now i'm gonna slow down so like have you experienced something similar yourself and like trying to you know get those extra you know extraordinary goals kind of uh, achieved yeah i've i've probably you know i've oh i thought that when i didn't have a five-year plan that I needed a five-year plan. And then I developed a five-year plan. And then I'm like, this isn't even what I want. Like, I don't even actually know what I want in the five years, you know? Um, But for me personally, imagine if you have that job, right? Um, That six-figure job out of college, you're killing it in sales and working 60 hours a week or 80 or hopefully just 40. That'd be great. Um, But you're not taking off a Friday, right? You're not you know, spending half the day with your girlfriend on when she has a day off, like you're not able to do that. So that's things that I think about that. Like I do take liberties. Like I do do that. Like I, it's not all the time, but I do it, but I'm able to do it. Whereas my friends who are in that position where they have a cool 70 K a year, they have a new car, they have a nice condo, the whole shebang. Um, they can't even take the Friday morning off or something, you know? So for me, when it comes to like, I was never, ever in a position like that, where I had like, wow, I'm making all this money. Should I just see it through and just stick to it? Like, it was never that it was always how do I make money from what I'm doing? Like, I don't even know how to make money. I still am learning how to make money. I was on a podcast, another podcast this week, earlier this week with an accountant who left his job at 33 with a kid and a wife and all that. And um, just do his own thing. And I'm like, dude, I don't even know how to run a freaking business, dude. People look at me and they're like, oh, like in your small town, Sully's the podcast guy. Sully's the business guy. Like he knows business. Like even my partner the other day goes like, dude, you're the business. You're the business genius guy. And I'm like, dude, I am compared to maybe the average person walking down the street. But like in the scope of this, I haven't barely done anything. So I'm more in the complete opposite position of somebody who is in like a six figure job who's like, I can literally see my retirement. I'm in a position where I'm like, how do I make my own 
I've been trying to make my own six figure job just so I can take all of that. I've never taken a check just so I can take all that money and give it to people. And so it's such a mindset shift. Like I have people on my podcast. They're like, I would never do what you're doing. And I totally get it because they have jobs where they literally just enjoy what they're doing. And then they can just go home at five o'clock. And uh, I've sure a sales job or something like that. That's like being an entrepreneur a little bit, right. Or selling any selling anything is like, has an entrepreneurial vibe. But at the end of the day, like everybody else set you up for you to succeed here. Imagine Mm -hmm. you have to set yourself up to succeed and then do the work. Like you have to build the entire company, then give yourself a job in that company. And then you might, you might not even take that money. You might still be making the six figures net and just give it away to other people to grow the company. So it's just like, for me, it's always been a, like, how do I make, how do I get my, now in the last year and a half, how do I make my friends a job? How do I create Mm -hmm. a job for them? Like I've created the job, but how do I finance it now? Right? Like, what if we have down months? What do I do? Do I go into the debt? Do I take out a savings? Like what's going on? You know, or we have a big month. What do I do with the money? Do I bank it? Do I cash it? I have my margins. I know I want to save it. Who knows what's going to happen in business? It's like, it's been a journey of creating a, trying to create jobs for myself and my friends and then how to keep them sustainable. And I'm at the point now where I had success because of circumstance and because of the position I put myself in and the work that I've done. But that only lasts so long. Like the ebbs and flows of life and business, they, they force you to continue to, you, you, you don't reach a point where you're just set. Like you can reach a point when you're set, right? But it's not mm-hmm. going to be two years in. For some people, it is. That's great, but it's not for but, me. But, but for 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 majority of people, it won't be man. And it, it's good to, you know, celebrate successes. Like to Iman Andrew Gazek, you're going to fuck up his name again. To celebrate successes when it happens, like small successes as it goes on. But you need to be thinking always about what's coming around the corner. And I suppose that's the that's the game you play, and that's why you bring it on yourself, you know. And that's why, you know, I have to admit that I'm not fully there yet. You know, I'm not I'm not fully there at that point yet, completely. Um, and maybe if it's a tech startup, maybe I have to be, I have to be out on my own because I can't, you know, possibly build a podcast and do this and do that and do this at the same time. So there's that kind of like mindset shift, but man, think of like the breadth of experience or not, I hate the word experience, but the breadth of learnings that you've had, right? So like you said there about how to set up an invoice, how to pay people, how to get paid, how to get things to land in your bank account. Like all these things, Mark, like you literally go to Google. That's literally what I do. It's like someone asked me how to do something. I go to Google, I try to figure it out, and then I try to get back to them within a reasonable time so it doesn't look like I was on Google. That's like half of the job of having an online business. You know what I mean? It's like just trying oh, yeah. to figure shit out as as you go along uh, and, just get it, and just get it done. But I think you do need that focus, though, of, you know, where you want to go to. Uh, and not nothing in five years, nothing in that far ahead. I know that's kind of like a... For me, what that can be kind of detrimental because where I'm from, there's a lot of people who will, you know, go to the big city, go to like Dublin or, or, or go to like London, spend like a couple of years there and then just go back to where they're from. It's mm-hmm. like the strangest shit ever. That, that This is such like a, this must be like a parental thing that's like deep and like fucking philosophy and psychology about like how people like return home. But like for me, that's just like not my kind of case. My my, my family are very chill. Um, like they'd obviously like me to be around in, in Ireland, but 
you know, this is why I'm 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 moving and this is why I'm always kind of traveling and stuff, you know. So it's interesting to see how people like leave the nest, mm-hmm. come back, and then they, they they may have that those these uh these aspects in their business too. You know, they go a little bit ahead, but they ultimately don't push on. And I think that can be the challenge for a lot of people. Yeah, the I've seen, I don't know if this correlation or causation, but the people that didn't stay around are the ones that are the most successful, at least on paper. 100%. And the reason why is perspective. They'll go away, they'll meet people. And you, you may even even know Simon Ree, yeah? Simon Ree from yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah. So like my mate Colm, so who I met, I was one of my best mates. Uh, he put me in contact with this guy, Simon. Simon's been on my podcast once or twice. I I met that guy to record a session and I just instantly gravitated towards him. You know, 30 years in Goldman Sachs, um, started his own trading academy, has like, you know, has a lifetime of experience and a just wealth of knowledge. He's like a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's like the perfect human, bear in mind. And I, as I told you, I'm moving to Singapore pretty soon permanently. He was the first person to contact. I was like, I'd love to bring you out for dinner. A little thank you for recording two podcasts and you know all the help you've given me over the last couple of over the last year. And just putting myself in that bracket, I actually I even I always reference it to my girlfriend. I'm always like, fuck you know, if, if I ever got like a an inch of success that Simon got, I'd be in a great position when I'm older, things like this, you know. And it's because I'm just like always exposed to these A players. Mm-hmm. And Nick Harlambos, who was on my show, said this, said this in a in a very uh he did it he did it in an abrupt way on purpose. He said that he doesn't have B player friends. And when he said that, I literally went, went introspective and thought the exact same. He has no B player friends. He only hangs around with A players. It's a combination of people who he trains with, who he hangs out with, who he works with, who he eats dinner with, who he, all this combination of factors. And he's left with all these people who are strong influences that he's met all around the world and they push him to be a better person. Um, and that, that's the reality. I think you, you know, we all know the guy who's a college footballer who was like an A player back then and then ends up just being like a loser at 25, 26. That's what can happen to you if you just hang around doing the same shit you did when you're younger. And this goes back to the very first time we fucking set up this show. Yeah, don't. And I don't burn the bridge with the B guys. I just don't hang out with them. I just don't spend time with them because they're going to come around eventually. It's not going to be me who makes them come around, right? I'm not out there fixing. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be. You're not the life coach. You can't make a B and A. Like if you if they don't change their mindset, you can. If you're like yeah, like a life coach or some shit like that. But especially who's a life coach at 23 who's killing it, you know? And you do it to an extent, right? Um, but the yeah, I I know a lot of my B guys are going to be A guys in about 16 years after they do 20 years in this job that really just sucks and. Then they are like, oh, maybe I'll invest in real estate or something. And then they'll mm. get into something that will like propel them. And then at 43, they'll have a successful business or something where it's like, I started this at 21. So a lot of those B guys are going to be A guys, but most of them are still going to be B or go to C. Um, you know, but yeah. And I, but that's, you get people like that. And like I said, like this guy I spoke to yesterday um, or the multiple people I've spoke to in all these various industries who are, 500,000 a year business, a million dollars a year business, $3 million a year business. I don't need to talk to a billionaire. Like people, podcasters or whatever, they're like, dude, I'm a billionaire. I'm like, that's the most irrelevant person to me. That yeah. that guy like did what I did like 80 years ago. Like there's no, when there was no internet. So like I'm surrounded by 
And I really do try to do that same thing where I at least just keep these people in my network and I just ask them questions and they're like, you're curious. Okay. I'll get on the call with you. Like there's so much game that I've gotten, but I don't even like, I don't even hang out with people. So I couldn't even hang out. I couldn't, a B person couldn't be around me. I don't have, I don't spend time with people. I'm mm-hmm. on the internet. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm making calls. I'm doing business. I have my business, my podcast, my music, my girlfriend, my side job, right? I have five things that I do. That's what I do. Like there is nothing else. There is no, like I allot this time to hang out with my friends. I don't hang out with them. We don't spend a lot of time together. We will, we'll all get together. We'll spend the time. I love my friends. They're all, I consider them all a players in the variables that they are. They're not, they're not all in entrepreneurship. Some are, Exactly. but that's how we spend time together. Cause we're fucking grinding. We're working. Like one of my friends ha- works 30 hours a week and then works another, he works three days a week at his job and four days a week on his business landscaping. He has a six figure landscaping business with a full-time employee. Like he's grinding dude. Like he works way more than me. Like he's doing with his fucking he, hands. With his hands, he's not on LinkedIn posting shit. He's working. Like, he's hot managing people. He's doing the books. Like, he's doing real shit. Like, yeah. like I said, like, this internet world is literally 0.0001% of what people are actually doing, right? Like, I talked to this guy yesterday. He's like, I get on LinkedIn. I am I see your post. Like, I don't get, like, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm set for life, dude. He's like, I could stop working right now. I have three Porsches. I have a wife, kids, the whole thing. I'm done. He's like, I'm good. I do half days. He's like, I work four hours a day. Those are the, I would never know if you didn't talk to this person because he's not out there online doing it. Like, so yeah, I feel you, man. I try to, it's hard to find those people, but when you find them, you can really have developed this little network of these kind of unknown people in society, but these people who can really leverage and elevate you. And then when it comes to the people, you, your actual friends, your A's and B's, um, you're going to spend selective time with them anyway if you prioritize connecting and having these real super A plus people around you, you know. And you don't need to be like all around sitting around a room like smoking a joint. You can just meet up once a month or once every two months, go for a nice dinner. Like I'm meeting a friend tomorrow night for dinner and we won't see him for a while after that. That's going to be the end of it, you know, uh, on a Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. That's what happens, man. Uh, let's discuss something around maybe you're in like the lessons you've learned. So you've been in this game for, for, for a long time so far as a young dude who was 21 starting out, what was some of the hardest lessons you've learned? Mm, yeah. Um, I think, uh, I, I think delegation is the first meaning the upsides and downsides of it. Right. Because when people tell you, and what I mean by that is having help, right? Like you're not, you're going to go, if you want to go slow, do it yourself. If you want to go fast and you want to help more people, you got to involve other people. And so that was the first like real key in terms of um, understanding that three people isn't three times you. Three people is like 10x. Six people is like 10, like 20x. Like 18 people is like 100x. You know what I'm saying? Like these are just made up numbers. But it isn't you have three people, so you can get three times the work done. Like really people together create a whole new uh, level of speed and growth. And it can go the other way if you're not doing the right things, right? Or if they don't have the skills. Um, but th- hiring my, one of my best friends from high school who is older than me, a little bit more wisdom, not as much business experience. And then my college roommate, younger than me, 
understands the business side, doesn't have the experience, but understands it, loves it, super creative. So I have an analytical person and a creative person. And then I have another, I have a few editors and stuff like that. But taking the business to this point, I actually realized that I did it too fast. Like people all say like, you should delegate, you should delegate, like you should hire people, you should hire people. But if you don't have, like I didn't hire people when I was making 10K a month. I hired them when I was making 2K a month. So then I had to go out and find more work just to sustain. And they all believe it. So they're good, right? But, and I can afford just about to like keep them going. But if I were to do it again, I would have gotten me straight. I would have been able to take a check. My pay, my check, paycheck from the business, my 10% or whatever, by the way, as an entrepreneur or business owner, define a percentage of salary that you take. If it's zero, it's zero. But if it's 10, it's 10, take 10, right? Whatever that is. I didn't do that either. But I sh- my salary, sh- I should have been to the point in business where my salary can support me 100%, no questions asked, food, rent, car, everything, not extra stuff just 100% support, and then have this offshoot of money that you can go, okay, X amount per month, if we just keep doing what we're doing, my guys will always get this, right? And then, hey, if we scale it back, the business still does that 10K or that 20K or that 30K a month just with me. That's what I would have done. That's where people get delegation wrong. It's not delegate. It's delegate when you have the ability to delegate. So, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing, right? So, I just, and they worked for free for a year before I, I even paid them. And then once I started paying them, then that's when things get real. So I, I don't regret any of it. Like, sure. I probably would have built it a little differently. Um, but that was a major lesson. I can speak on other lessons too, but like this one has been the most obvious in terms of it is so amazing to not have to do that other work that now I don't have to do. Like it mm-hmm. has freed me up. But also, you have to be able to support those other people so they can do that work. So It's a burden too, man. And this is the thing. People think, yes, people think you create a system. It saves you all the time. No, no, no. Now you spend time on the system. It's just a different job. Rather than you doing the job, now you are the system guy. Until you hire a guy to manage that system, you didn't save yourself time. You just switched what your problems are. Now you're figuring out the system for these people who are doing what you used to do. You just took something that you did and systematized it and brought them in. But now you're managing them managing the system, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're managing the person who managed the person who manages the system, right? Like that's how the hierarchy of business goes. So the people, what people get wrong, I think, and I'm going on a tangent, is that people at the top, like the CEOs, like they're like CEOs make so much money. It's like, no, Warren Buffett makes a lot of money. (laughs) Warren Buffett makes way more on Apple every year than the CEO of Apple. The CEO of Apple is a decision maker. He gets paid because he makes the best decisions. If you went in that position and made 50 mil, you would be fired in six days, in six hours, probably in six minutes, because you don't know how to make those decisions. Like people get paid for the decisions that they make. And so that Warren Buffett gets paid more because he makes better decisions, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's just the facts of the matter. Like everybody gets paid for what they're worth, sometimes more but it's whatever the market's going to pay you. So anyway, back to that point though, that's really what I learned in the past like year and a half of like, if you delegate, you better know what you're doing and know how to do it and know how to sustain it. And if you don't have like a plan to sustain it, all of your energy and time is going to be figuring out how it's going to be sustainable. And that's a job. 
Yeah, man. That's interesting because like I actually was speaking to someone on Tuesday, Wednesday about this. Someone was saying to me, they were like, oh, you know, I really want to get into the YouTube game, but I have no idea about editing. And another guy I was with was saying, well, you know, you can outsource it. And then he was saying, well, actually, no, you actually shouldn't because what you should do is you should learn how to edit first. You should learn what you, what you like, you learn what you don't like. And then when you have a rough idea of what you're doing, then you can hand it to someone else so they can hand, edit your videos. And I looked at that from my perspective. So for me, I obviously was fucking zero on the floor, like revenue with zero in the very beginning. And I had to do everything myself, the editing, the video editing, the uploads, the show notes, the SEO, the you know, LinkedIn, all that kind of stuff, and the and YouTube. Um, it was only until and this is, and I kind of, I've probably, <laughs> probably been a little bit reversed on how you've done it. It was only until I found myself being like, why do I have no time? And is the no time, is the reduction time that I have justified by the small margin of cash that I'm making? So, like for instance, if you're making, let's say, a thousand dollars a month and you have zero time, well, at that point, you should alleviate time and reduce your money then to 500 quid a month or whatever. So that's kind of the way I kind of got to was like pushing myself so hard up until the point that I just can't do this task anymore because it's just, it's either boring, I don't like it, or else someone could do it slightly better than me. Uh, And I'm actually speaking to one of the guys, actually, he was uh, Colin, who was on my podcast before, great guy, was actually on his too. And we were discussing this about video editing and reels and, and TikTok and shorts. And like I would be pretty decent at editing. I would say that I do have a I do know how to edit and I just don't have the time for it, right? And I was telling him and he was he was asking me, he's like, How'd you do this? How'd you do that? And I was like, Man, go to fucking Fiverr and just get someone else that's better than you. I was like, just I was like, it's gonna cost you like a hundred dollars for like five reels, which could last you five weeks. And I was like, just get it done. And then he's after doing it, and the reels he's coming out with now are fucking sick. Like they're doing like they did like some. He did one example of like the Truman Show, and it was like a really well edited, like super well done edited edited video. And I looked at it and I was like, "That's what you pay for." And he just took all the time out of it, took all the effort out of it. Some video editor made it made a great job with it now, and uh, yeah, it has paid back in downloads, has paid back in opportunities, has paid back in affiliate links, you know. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. Is like max out my potential. And then when I'm done with it, just give it to someone else. And don't edit, don't hire a video editor and then edit the videos. Don't hire a video editor to edit more videos, right? Hire a video editor and then learn a higher value skill. Because what people do and what happened to me too is I delegated and then I kept doing the same shit. Mm. <laughs> What's the point of delegating at that point? Man, right? I, I think uh, as well there, like, so the reason I, we, I was planning on saying this earlier, I forgot, was the fact that in the podcast game, that guy that you were saying about making more money, like, he should, you know, get an editor and get someone to upload his podcast, be a podcast manager with the money, and he should upload more podcasts, two, three, four a week, and he just records. He's got to click, hits play. And everything else happens in the background. I think that's what he's doing. I, I believe that's what he's... It's not less. It's definitely more. Because then more yeah. shows, more guests, more money, more ads, more everything. More everything yeah. is more everything. And do you, are you familiar with the iced coffee hour? Nope. Check it out. I'll Two things I'm going to give you, Alex Ramosi. Alex Ramosi's interview on the iced coffee hour. That'll give you both of them. Perfect. These guys... Um, Graham, Stefan, and Jack Selby. They're two hosts of this podcast. In-person podcast. Super dope studio. Really nice nicely set up they're like 
and they release their YouTube numbers. They're like, we made 200,000 this year off of YouTube. Um, and they make, they get a lot of views. Right. Um, but it's, it's cool. Cause every time they are asking this guest, like, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? And they're breaking it down. They're like, here are our numbers. And it's like, you really, you have to be, um, you, you have to, their thing is finance, right? Like there are like finance people who have a more conversational podcast that also incorporates some finance. Um, they interview millionaires, billionaires, influencers, all stuff like that. But they have this like money first approach. Like they're always asking how you made the money, right? And it's like my first million. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that podcast. Like these, if you come in with that first and then do everything else, like this guy came to me two years ago and said, how do I monetize this, right? He didn't go build it, then figure it out. He just did it as he went along. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a little uh, something too of like, just keep that in mind. Like always keep that in mind because at the end of the day, you want to get paid for your work. And so you don't want to get a hundred thousand followers and then figure out how to monetize them. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but then there's the course thing where it's like, you don't release your course until you have 200,000 followers because then you'll sell 10,000 of them and make a hundred thousand dollars rather than only selling 10 in the beginning. So it's figuring out how to monetize what went. That's the balance. That's the key. Figuring out what to out, how to outsource what went, right? That's your friend who gets five videos for a hundred bucks that he makes that hundred bucks back from the videos. If he spent the time editing the videos, he would never be able to contact the company to get the sponsorship because that freed up his time to be able to focus in on the sponsorships. You see what I'm saying? So even you have a podcast making 200,000 a year, you would look at that's successful. But these guys ask every guest how they made their money, right? They're always looking. It's always that angle, right? And I'm not doing this. I don't ask my guests how they make money. Like, I'm just there for the conversation. But I wish in the beginning, that's another lesson that I learned where it's like, have money mindset. Don't go out and do everything for money. Just have money mindset and just keep that in mind too. You know, and I think that's, that's big, exactly that's, that's exactly that's what, what I do as well, man. That's what you do. No, but it, it, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to speak over you, but I said that that's the opposite of what I was doing actually beginning was I was like, oh, it's fine. You know, I'm looking to provide some good content for people. And after a while, you're like, wait, what the fuck? You know, I want to make the money. You The money was just a factor. It wasn't you didn't prioritize money. You didn't put money at how important money actually is. You put your other you put the whole thing, everything else first, which Mm -hmm. allowed you to get clients, which, dude, I was making a thousand dollars a month editing and working 20 hours a week on the editing but mm-hmm. <laughs> what am i going to do so what i did was i brought in an engineer i took 40 percent, paid him to do the rest of it and i took my cash on the top and used that time to go make sales so that's a delegation that i'm not like terrible at delegation like i have delegation that works really well i have two editors that i can make t- 5x what i tr- what they charge me i can sell it for 5x like i don't I still like have proper margins and stuff like that. Like I have delegation that was successful and I have delegation that's not as successful in terms of like the sustainability of it. But yeah, that, that right. Like if we both had that, like more of that return on investment mindset that can ruin your business, just like living in ROI land. But if you just keep that money mindset going, um, I think that like, yeah, you can grow so much faster because you make way better decisions. You'll make a, a decision that puts you in a better financial position rather than getting uh making things look better right visually or something like yeah. that like it's there's so many decision. options it's a business decision because it's a business and we use podcasting as like a hundred examples in this podcast already but like that's a business too you know and that man yeah a big thing on that as well is the men people who don't think of their podcast like a business this is the first question people ask me. i never oh, did man. i never did dude 
but man, you have to, I had a post about this ages ago and that's what I said to everyone in consulting calls is like, you have to think of it like a business. The overheads, I have my overheads, man, are like $70 a month for like my actual podcast itself. They're very cheap. And man, bear in mind, I run like the highest spec videos, the highest spec, like quality for everything. Like every, like I can honestly put my hand in my heart and say that you can't get higher quality for, for, for video conferencing. Like if I could do 4k, I'd pay for the 4k. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you got to think of it from overheads, potential revenue, uh, margins, input, time, all things like this. And when you start thinking like that, you can start fine-tuning it. You, of course, want it to be fun. You want it to be entertaining. You want to, you want to do lots of other stuff like that. But man, it's like, you, got, you just got to get into the economics as well sometimes, you know. So that's the news. I don't want to run too far over, man. I know um, you wanted to finish up a little bit earlier. So if you don't mind, do you want to give a bit of a, a small details on where people can find you your shit your links i'll also have all that in the show notes too so don't be too concerned about it perfect yeah man thank you by the way this has been great both of our podcasts just absolute killer hitting on various different topics some of them overlap most of them didn't so i really appreciate that so i'm gonna plug one thing and i'll have you add this link uh which is my podcast with you on my show called bopcast um, you can find that at sullybop.com slash bopcast. That's S-U-L-L-Y-B-O-P.com slash B-O-P-C-A-S-T. Um, or just Google Bopcast. It's the first one, B-O-P-C-A-S-T. Um, my Instagram is under sullybop. So if you go to sullybop.com, that has the podcast, Instagram, all the social links. And then I help, I do similar to what Darren does. I help people launch their podcast. We do production. Um, we have a podcast launch system. That's Podcast Principles. We also have a monthly podcast that we release if this isn't meta i don't know what is a podcast about podcasting so if you're interested in short no bs five to ten minute videos teaching you the higher level philosophy of launching a show the mindset the technicals the promotion the repurposing etc that's under podcast principles as well so if you google podcast principles or sully bop you will find anything related to me sick man appreciate him Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. I think we should do more sessions in the future like this, man. Freestyle sessions where we just chop shit up, just chat shit. Because if we were on ideas. a call, this is what we would do on a call if we were just talking. Like, there is yeah, no difference. We're just, like, angling it to offer a little bit more value. But, yeah, man, I, I just – I really appreciate the time. And it's just so much fun. And just having, like – we're in very pretty parallel positions. Like, you have your job, so it's pretty different. Like, I don't have that job. I'm doing this, like, full time. So it's cool to have, like – the balance of well if i were you i'd do this and if i were you i'd do this and just having that those those and then all of the things that are parallels that that overlap too so you get like these two different types of people in these two different types of situations doing a lot of the similar things and mm-hmm. um just it's motivation too man just sheer and it's also fucking natural important. man like, these sessions are like properly properly natural let me uh stop yep. the recording but again thank you bro I don't know about you, but I don't get tired of the Irish accent. I just want to have Darren around uh, so I can just talk to somebody with an Irish accent. Um, not sure if it's just because I'm Irish or Darren's a good guy, um, but I got to thank him for doing this. This is awesome. Thank you for listening and watching. The YouTube's really doing its thing now. We're really coming up. Um, we're almost at 1,000 subscribers, which is crazy. So thank you for subscribing, watching, and following. And finally, thank you for improving your own life. As you can see, this is kind of the direction that the show is going. I'm not saying I'm not going to interview 
you know, uh, my friends and, you know, people that uh, I just enjoy talking to, but I am 100% uh, going to have this kind of business and personal development lens here moving forward. So if it's not for you, no worries. There's about 3 million other podcasts out there. Thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. I'll catch you next week. All right. Peace.